Welcome back to What the Frat with Jay Zilla. I'm your host, of course, and we have two beautiful Galeses here. You ladies want to introduce yourself? We'll start with Aunt Tina and work our way up to Ghana. <laughs> okay, Jeremy. This is interesting. I am Martina Gales. This is Alice Gales from Fort Worth, Texas. Well, she is. <laughs> it's okay, ladies. We relax. We're just talking. I know this will went a lot smoother with wine, but uh, I'm currently I'm currently on on a diet. I'm on an all meat diet, a carnivore diet. Oh, pray for why is that working? Why? Ooh, that's a loaded question. Um, got a blood pl- panel. I found out that I am pre-diabetic and severely deficient in oh. vitamin D. So I took. Where are you now? Okay. Yeah, I I went and talked to um my physician, you know, realizing that mm-hmm. any preventative measure, I guess, is, is considered being proactive and usually uh, carries along with it a, a zero copay. And one of the things is a nutritionist. <laughs> so I spoke with doctor uh-huh. nutritionist. I did the lab work, and all those things are coming together to make a bigger, better, more more healthy. Uh, Jeremy Gill Sr. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Junior. Oh, I'm a senior. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. I'm a senior. I'm madam. so sorry. No, no, it's fine. I'm so it's sorry. Fine. I'm glad I got the rare mistake on uh, camera there. <laughs> no, I'm the one who's thinking that you, you named after your daddy. <laughs> oh, man. And I forgot he's John Gale. So much, so much beef there. So much beef there. Because I literally thought, like, how much different would my life have been if I was John Arthur Gales III? That'd have been something. Doesn't it have like a, a, a regal ring to it? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm not, you know, uh-huh. I don't receive that I was lazy. I would have. You know, was, you know, just playing off of my, uh, I guess, impulsive nature versus just buckling down and doing what I was capable of, possibly seeing potential. Mm-hmm. No, it's the name. That's it. So that gives me a nice. Yeah, you'd have been there. You'd have been Trey. Trey, yeah. Oh, Trey. From, see, let me tell y'all a secret. I, I literally, I have a friend, uh, it's a lady. Her name is, um, I can't remember, Roshonda or something like that. So not a very close friend, obviously. Someone I used to work with. And we used to call her Ro for short. And I love saying that. It like gave me a, a shot of energy. Hey, Ro, pass the whatever, you know. Uh, that's partly why we named Jackson. His middle name is Monroe, so I can call him Roe for uh-huh. short. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You calling him Roe? Roe for short. And you know what? Oh. Funny enough, rarely. Jax is sticking, right? Uh, some little yeah. kid said his name Jackson like that, and we've been saying it that way, <laughs> like he's French or something. And then sometimes uh-huh. he gets the... Uh, Jackson. Yeah, sometimes he gets the, the, I guess, the southern, you know, twang put on it. Jackson Monroe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going
good. <laughs> now, before we were talking, I was doing just a little bit of eavesdropping research. And um, okay. what were you saying, Antina, about the the trial? Oh, when I I was listening to it, I got we kind of figured that was gonna happen. These people don't have like mommy said, don't have no backbone. No, they were scared. Mm-hmm. No, just trying to explain this to my kids is interesting. It's like there's always a game within a game within a game within a game, and this thing goes out. Yep, you know, infamously. But um, trying to mm-hmm. get them to understand that there's a lot of money decisions behind the scenes. There's a lot of power decisions. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite examples of that is when they had the correspondence dinner. And it's usually a comedian who's kind of, you know, roasting yeah. everybody. Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so what happens is the comedian has to make a decision. Am I going to go for the laughs mm-hmm. in the room? Or am I going to go for the laughs mm-hmm. on TV, the potential millions of people? So usually right. they go for, you know, biggest crowd they can, which is I'm going to say mm-hmm. a bunch of jokes about the people in the room, make them feel uncomfortable, because I know the people who are watching at home are just laughing. So I feel like this is that same sort of thing when it comes to the, the GOP, is I can sit on camera mm-hmm. and look like I'm interested in the footage and the evidence and all, the, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Or I can send a message to the millions of people I know voted for Trump for whatever reason, right? Mm-hmm. 70 plus million people. And that's exactly what they did. They're hedging their bets and saying, I'm just going to look mm-hmm. as uninterested as possible. I'm going to vote because if I can get a quarter mm-hmm. of that 70 plus million to vote for me, mm-hmm. I'm, gonna still, I'm still going to have a job, you know? Mm-hmm. I think my favorite thing about <laughs> the House and the Senate is them having a lifetime um your salary. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's not fair. Because we don't get a lifetime salary. No, nope. no. Nope. <laughs> nope. We may get a little, not just penny any money, mm-hmm. you know, for our, re- like, my retirement. Because <laughs> they probably could have kept that. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it was just enough. Just, uh-huh, to just enough to, to, to live on. Mm-hmm. Barely. That's right. Well, that's because it's not enough of, of you and your demographic who's willing to uh, mm-hmm. make the phone calls and knock on doors and, you know, complain enough. Uh-huh. Um, they have to go with the actual voters, right? Mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. you, you two right. are very responsible and very conscious, but it's, you'd be surprised <laughs> how many aren't. And if that, you know, they say the, squeak, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. If uh. you think about that with every group. <laughs> If black people aren't saying anything, like, why should I change my policies? They're not complaining too mm-hmm. much. Yeah, we got a few million over here, but as a whole, they're just going about their lives. So let's let's just keep it how it is, you know? Mm, Same yeah. thing with people in your age group and all the different groups, you know? But I don't know. That's too big for me. I, I still have to make sure I'm cleaning my room and, you know, eating right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So, look, Grandma, you you in this top secret, like, high-resolution security that you have. Like, what what goes on there? What, what secrets are y'all hiding? Are y'all secretly working for the CIA or something? Why are you the saying that? Security, what is it, the uh, Bitdefender, VPN, or whatever, whatever it is? Oh, I don't want nobody getting into my 
Uh, <laughs> my email, my checking accounts, my my because I got my fifteen hundred accounts. <laughs> so I think it. That's one of them. I'm telling you, there. That's why I'm in high security. Okay, okay. I was wondering. I, was, I don't want. I don't want to have to take my stunt gun and go looking for people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I don't know about you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna breeze right over the fifteen hundred accounts um, and go straight to the, the working job. I, I imagine. So the way I see y'all is Aunt Tina, right, which is the wife of my uncle. Shout out to Uncle Jeff out there, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. Brenna, who's the wife of you know Paul Paul, the Great Coast Gills. I never even gave a half a second. I mean, younger me, right? Not current me. Current me obsesses about it. But younger me, I've never thought about who you all were before. What did you do? Like, it's just, it's almost as if you sprouted out of the ground, you know. God came and sprinkled on some soil. Boom. Perfect women. Boom. They're gilses. But there's a whole life before that. But who wants to go first? I, I want to hear from both of you. What was life like before you were girls? Oh, go ahead. Tina, go first, because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a girl too long. Tina, pulling right. <laughs> Tina, that's you. Oh, Tim, 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 put me out there, huh? <laughs> well, life before before meeting the girls family was 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 hard. Was hard. Um. Like you know, I come. Uh, I'm an immigrant into this country, and uh, years back we um, grew up in the Bronx. Then we migrated to Alaska, where I was working uh, first translating for the court system for a while there. And uh, it was good, uh, again, but it was a lonely place to be because without family and relatives. And then I met some of the the relatives of. Uh, of the girls' family, and that's where I met your uncle. That's where I met your uncle all the way in Anchorage, Alaska. And um, the life before meeting him was a lot of work, a lot of uh, helping the family to um, uh, immigrate to this country. Um, it was difficult. It was difficult. And uh, I don't talk much about it because it was painful, and uh, because a lot of times it was, it was a uh, a lonely place to be. Uh, but once I met my husband and uh, I had a mom, uh, uh, and not because she's here, she became my uh, my anchor. And I, I don't have make sense um, because does. since I was a little girl, I was alone. So when I met her, he became he gave me a a, a mom. A, a, a different way of looking at the world, and uh, at times is is uh, when I think about those times early on, uh, I don't I don't dwell on it anymore. I try to leave it behind me. So now life is is better and it's good, and uh, I enjoy being in the girls' family. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! So the Bronx. Right. So yes. We'll get back yes. to. I got some follow-up questions. But, uh, yeah, I kind of figure you would. Yeah, that, 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 was a, that was a very good job from your daughter there, filibustering. Are you ready for your answer, Senator? 
You waiting on me now? Oh, oh, okay. Well, I am. I will. I uh, I was thinking, where do I want to start? Because you know, being seventy-two years old, I've I've been here for a while. I thought you were a beautiful. I mean, no. I, let me make a correction. Your papa looked at me funny when I said seventy-two. I'm actually seventy-nine oh. years old, but I grew up. Mommy, can I interrupt before you go? Okay. Jeremy, yes, look how beautiful a 79-year-old woman looks. This is why I'm trying to <laughs> get in shape. That. This is why I'm trying to get in shape. <laughs> you know, 79 is the new 39. I, I've got to get my life together. I'm just in my my oh. Well, please, please don't put the camera too close because you see all the lines and the wrinkles. All of those. If, okay. If you look closer at those lines or wrinkles, allegedly. I don't see any. If you look close, no, I'm sure it's just in fine print, like all kinds of wisdom and knowledge that's just attached yeah. to you to pass on to us. Mm. Like it it's not, it's not okay. your fault that we don't listen. Okay. <laughs> but I grew up, I was thinking about Tina when she said she was lonely. I was an only child for nine years. And I used to, Friends would come over to the house, so kids in the neighborhood. And then they said, well, we're going home. And then I would beg them, please don't go. Please don't go, because I knew once they left, I'm going to be there by myself with mom and, 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 and Robert. That was my stepdad. I called him Robert. And then nine years later, I had a little baby brother. And he, he was a junior. He was Robert Jr. Mm -hmm. And... He was he was my baby because mom had to go back to work uh, after he was born, and so he's I would babysit. I was the, ba uh, the, the full time babysitter at nine years old, <laughs> and then uh, we lived in this apartment place with my aunt, and uh, uh, she lived downstairs, and we lived upstairs in this apartment building. And then I have this cousin, which was my aunt's son. He he was like seven years older than I, but he took care of me when I was a little kid. And we would go everywhere together. My first <sighs> remembrance of him is sitting in a restaurant eating, because we always had to eat. And he lived in... I don't want to go into that. No, I'm going to change that because that's kind of sad about him living in a, a room in a house by himself, even though mm -hmm. he, I was like six or seven and he was seven years older. So you can imagine he's like mm -hmm. 14. Mm -hmm. And so, but he lived in this room and house by himself, but he, he was spending a lot of time at our house because he thought of our family as his family, even though his mm -hmm. mother was living in the same city and his father, but mm. they stuck him in this rooming house by himself. But he grew up to be a decent young man, even with him having all these hardships. And then we moved from the rooming house across town, and then life was a little bit better. We moved into a house, 
And mom still had to work because mm-hmm. times were hard back there for for our for colored people, as they would call us back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's the nice version. And, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were colored people. Mm-hmm. And we did that. But I, I always felt like I was uh, the favorite child. I tell, I tell all my cousins that I was the, the, the favorite niece because my uncle would come and take me to the movies and I was his babe magnet and he <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> yeah I was his girlfriend and we would all go to the movies together and so I, I actually felt like I was the favorite grandchild uh, and niece uh, before and then you know I graduated from high school the Great East High in Wichita, Kansas. I didn't tell you that. I was born in Oklahoma. <laughs> so I'm all over the place, Jeremy. Oh, I'm I was born in Oklahoma. When I was three months old, mom moved to Wichita, Kansas. And that's where I grew up. I graduated from East High School. I met your papa when I was 16 years old. And we dated for three years. I was 19 years old when we got married. And the next, the next week, I turned 20. Uh, October 16th and October 22nd, I had a birthday. Then after that, your daddy came along. <laughs> and then all, all the other three little little heathens came along. <laughs> yeah. That is great. But I I, I met your your papa when uh I was a, I was sixteen when I met him. And then uh when I graduated from high school I ended up going to the same college he he attended, which is Wichita State University. And so uh, we were both going to college when we got married. Mm-hmm. Instead of getting a, a regular degree, I got an MRS <laughs> degree. <laughs> and I, I don't regret not finishing college because I've had a good life with your papa. And he's taken really good care of me, and I guess I still love him. <laughs> yes, you do. No guessing there. He's my best friend, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm I'm through. <laughs> Look, I can't miss up. I was just I was just rambling. No, that's wonderful. I mean, there are, I don't know about you, Auntie, but there was a, a few things in there that I'd never heard before. Um, what was it? Well, first we'll start with uh, a start. Well, both let's go. Let's do this. Both of you kind of had this connection of feeling lonely. Um, mm-hmm. So, what is it about meeting a girl's man that? sort of uh, soothes that. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
it wasn't about meeting the girls, man. Uh, from the day I met your uncle, I I fell in love with your uncle. I I it was a connection with him from the day I met him. I I, I can't explain it to no one. It's like I knew him prior to meeting him, and if I don't know if that makes sense. Um, we have the we had this. I don't know. It, it was a connection between him and I, and um, I, I often wonder what what happened. You know, it has been there have been struggles and things like that, but the connection that him and I that him and I got it was I can't explain it. I met him and I fell in love with him and I married him, and still <laughs> going through it, struggling and 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 working towards, you know, this marriage that we built for each other, out of this marriage that we just met each other and married each other, we have six kids. Six kids. Four boys and two girls, yes. Like, I, I literally yes. Hear, I'm feeling all, like, antsy just thinking about six kids around here right now. <laughs> sometimes the four is just like, what in the world? I feel like somehow it's like really 19 of them. And, you know, it's just such a buzz around you constantly there enjoy it enjoy yeah. it because they grow up so fast that uh now i see when i used to hear people say yes yes the house gets empty and it gets quiet um and it does happen so while you have them even though they 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 making noise and they making uh, uh all this racket at home enjoy those times with those babies enjoy them right. because they will be gone before you know it I believe you. Mm -hmm. I know shamefully mm -hmm. I had this weird thing. Um, I don't know if I can call it a phase. But, you know, just that moment where you're trying to figure things out. And I don't know if you guys share this sort of uh, this sort of issue, but I can be pretty hard on myself. And um, it was one of those things where I, I just, and I could never really, you know, explain properly to my family that I'm not upset with y'all. It's not y'all. It's this weird thing of like, I can do this way better than I'm doing it now. I can communicate better. I can help out better. You know, I, I mean, you guys deserve a better life. And then I just got so like kind of choked up. I'm worried about how to like improve, improve, improve. And uh, really is a testament to Asha being patient with me and just like, look, just enjoy <laughs> this. You're doing all right. It's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, stop. I was uh -huh. just worried so much about like you know how much money what about savings and vacations and toys and clothes and I want them to just have so much you know and she's like look take a breath look at that nut over there climbing on something he's not supposed to be <laughs> looking back at us like huh? you know <laughs> and then you know just really learning how to absorb those moments so I guess my question for y'all yeah. is how quick were you guys able to just really lock into to the moment. Of being parents, up for grabs, either one, toss up. Oh, I locked in the moment that my first child was born. I I fell in love with that little boy, that <laughs> and I just spoiled him to death. Mm -hmm. He couldn't. I wouldn't let him cry, not knowing that this was going to be a problem later on. But he he would just. <laughs> and I'd be over there picking him up. Mm -hmm. I jump up during the middle of the night. To see if he was breathing, mm -hmm. and I think every mother goes through that. I've even put a mirror. I even put a mirror on his face to see if I could see, because I know if I woke him up, I'd be up 
with him the rest of the night. <laughs> but uh, it, 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 my boys have been a joy to me. And all of them are my favorite. I tell them that. And I tell the, each one, if you tell the others, I'm going to deny it because I don't make difference. And I even do that with my grandchildren. Now, the grandchildren, they have been a joy. And I never dreamed that I would have 20, 23 or 24 children and about 14 grades. I never dreamed that I would even be able to see that because my mother was not able to see her greats. She saw all of her grands, but she died at age 56 and did not see any of her greats. So I'm just blessed in that regard to see all my grandbabies and the greats. That's awesome. Now, Tina, I'm going to kick this to you. One, how, how fast did it take you to lock in the moments or were you more, did you lean more towards grandma or myself? And two, which kid is your favorite? You know, let me. It's kind of difficult to say that I have one favorite because they all unique. They all different, mm -hmm. and they all bring something different to me. So, I, I, you have to be uh, conscious of the differences in all your kids. So it's kind of hard to say, okay, this one is my favorite just because. No, they all like Mom said. They all bring something different. <laughs> they all unique, and they they all my favorite too. Mm -hmm. And if I start saying this one is my favorite, I could just hear my mama say, I am her favorite. <laughs> so, you know, uh, 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 they, all, they all bring something different and they're all unique. So each one of them are, are my favorite in, in the way they, they, they act, the way they carry themselves, the way they, they, they bring something different into my life. So I can't pick, I can't pick one. No, that's fine. And see, I I did a little experiment, and so far it's working out. What I told them uh -huh. was, you know, well, someone, one of them asked me which one's my favorite, and without hesitation, I was like, Alexandria. <laughs> Asher was shocked. The girls were shocked. It was like, what? Like, not even JJ? Jackson didn't even exist at the, at the time. I was like, yeah, but it's mm -hmm. she's my favorite today. Like, she's done everything mm -hmm. that she's supposed to. She's been the sweetest and most helpful, and She's pretty funny. Humor is a big thing with me. What did I say? Mm -hmm. What's the problem? <laughs> you know? So for instance, today, Amari is my favorite. She's just to herself. She's done, not only done her homework, but she's ahead on all of her work. And and um, her chores are up to the par, and she's been helpful and sweet. And I'm like, hey, today, she's my favorite. So we'll see how that works out, you know, once I get old and start needing some of these kids help. <laughs> but hopefully, they, I pit them against They're going to be like... <laughs> They're gonna be like your dad. You know, he's our caregiver now. Oh, he moved goodness. back home. <laughs> and I told in fact I told your papa this morning. I said for him to be our caregiver, he's gonna leave and we're not gonna see him until maybe tomorrow. <laughs> so how are you gonna be a caregiver oh, and you're no. never at home? You're way more than you are at home. Yeah. Uh, look, let me let me play double advocate here and, and maybe he's just doing what you did when he was a baby and coming in and Slipping the mirror under y'all, like, okay, they good. They good. All right. Yeah, we're breathing. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. I did a good job today. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So, Antina, how long did it take you to lock in? Was it more of a, like, oh, my goodness, what to do? Or, like, oh, 
pull up the bubble. Don't let them get hurt. This pro this child is precious. You know, it, the bond it, it becomes immediate. The bond between a mother and a child it becomes immediate. Um, as soon as you see that baby, you will give your life for that. I remember um, skipping Jonathan when he was born, and I, mom was there. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, no, he was he was he was born in Dallas, and he when he came out, he stopped breathing. Ooh. He for a, a few seconds, Jonathan did not breathe, and when I, I couldn't even breathe myself until mm. I heard that cry, so. As soon as, as soon as you, 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 as a mother, as soon as you see your child, you are in love. Mm. You are in love. So there's no period where he's two years old or three years old. No, as soon as you see that child, you're in love with him. And you will give anything and everything for that child. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. That's so true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, that explains my wife a little bit better. She uh, <laughs> she always seems so calm. I don't understand. A kid falls and you hear this big thud. You know, you hear them, you know, get into it with each other. You hear one cry. Yeah. And I'm always like, oh, what's going on? And I'm quick to, you know, go mm -hmm. check and everything. And my wife is just, just relax. You know, even when, with the correction. I'm one of those, like, you know, hey, here's what I said. Do it how I said it, when I said it. Let's go. You know, <laughs> but my wife is just like, hey, I need you to get those dishes done. Yes, mommy. Okay. She mm -hmm. comes back. This is not done. Mm -hmm. Give me more stuff. Takes it. And that's mm -hmm. it. You know, with me, it's mm -hmm. a long lecture. And let me tell you something. Where you're headed, if this continues, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> just a bunch of stuff. But she's just, she's just such a boss, man. Just, and I, I keep asking her, like, how are you able to, like, not take it personally? And she's like, well, one, you got to, you know, pick your battles. Two, you gotta trust yes. that what you're saying is soaking in there, sinking in somewhere, and trust them mm -hmm. to let them develop. They're they're going to be okay. Relax. They're gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. You know. So, yeah. And here's a little trip trivia. Uh, my look, I am chock full of useless knowledge. Um, actually, we we were talking to our doctor, and they were telling us about how when mothers have uh, a male child and you know, just XY chromosome. I know it's a lot of stuff going on. I want to offend anybody. But when mothers have a male child, there is part of the physiology, the makeup, that still remains in the mother. Mm -hmm. So, like, even with you two mm -hmm. right now, uh, I'm not sure if this works with the, with the ladies or not, but with the male uh, children, a piece of them is always going to be still uh, left as kind of a residue within the mother. And mm -hmm. I thought, wow, that, you know, that's a whole nother level of uh, connection. So, yeah, that's great. Mm. That's great. So, Grandma, <laughs> going back to you, um, what does 16-year-old Grandma look like? Just paint the picture. When you first see oh. a Mr. Coach John, well, I mean, not a coach at that point, but John Arthur Gale's senior. When I met him at 16, what was what? Yeah, the first time you saw him, first time you met him. The first time he was aware of that he existed. Walk me through what you thinking. Okay, when what I was thinking, I, I wasn't really thinking about anything when I met him. This friend of mine, we went to a Valentine party. Mm. And uh, she kept bringing this guy by 
to introduce me. This is John Gale. <laughs> and see, I'm, I'm a little 16-year-old high school student, mm -hmm. and he's a freshman in college. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't think anything about it. Plus, he was half drunk anyway. Because <laughs> you... <laughs> Okay. I tell him all the time. I met, I met you, and you were full. You were lit, oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> and so, as I said, she kept bringing him back to meet me. And I said, well, "Baby, why are you doing this?" I'm. So, I just went to the party to have you know fun to dance. I wasn't there to meet anybody special. And so, uh, I went with her, and she brought me home. And I didn't see him anymore until later on. I happened to, I used to love to go on college campus. Mm -hmm. And I ran into him again. And then that's when I said, hmm, kind of, <laughs> he looks kind of nice. He's tall and slender. Mm -hmm. And then he, he said, well, I want you to call me. I said, well, I, my mom always told me not to call boys, so I wouldn't call him. And I didn't call him. <laughs> he didn't have my telephone number. <laughs> I didn't give it to him. I, I don't know if Betty gave it to him or what. But eventually we met up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is Miss Betty still with us? Oh, her fruit basket. <laughs> what did you say, John? Oh, he said it took him a whole week to find me. <laughs> Because I wouldn't call him. Wow. <laughs> I refuse. Was that just, I'm chase after you. Was hmm? that just like, you know, trying to be the lady or is it a hard to get situation? Or were you literally just like, eh, I'll get to it when I get to it? No, it's just that I was taught you don't chase after young men. Uh -huh. They do all the chasing. And it worked. Because mm -hmm. we're still together. <laughs> <laughs> He's still my best bud. That is awesome. <laughs> I don't know about you, on Tina, but I, I never can get used to it. Like I, I'm never ready for his voice because I can't see him. Just it just appears yeah. out of nothingness. You know, just this booming voice <laughs> took a week to five. That is great. So what what advice would you give yourself at any stage of your uh, marriage or you know, your mother grandmotherhood? Great grandmotherhood. Like what? What if, if you can go back in time to tell yourself one thing in one moment? When would you go back to, and what would you say? Hmm. <laughs> Put you on the hot seat. <laughs> you really did. Well, I think I would have gone on and finished college right then, hmm. while I before I uh, got married. I think that's. One of the things, instead of getting the MRS, I worked, worked on a BS, you know? <laughs> and because I, that's one thing that I kind of regret. I did go after the boys were uh, in high school. I went back to, I went back to school. I didn't graduate from a university. I graduated from a junior college. And and I worked and went to school and took care of the family. So it was hard on me. And I yeah, still, to yeah. this day, kind of regret that I didn't get the BS like I wanted to. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. I mm -hmm. ended up having a decent job. Mm 
was able to take care of myself if something had happened to my hubby. But thank the good Lord, he still with us, and I didn't have to, to, to go through that hardship alone. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so I would tell any young lady, go ahead and, and get your degree. Mm-hmm. And then get married, yep. if that's what. But if you don't want a degree, well, then find you a nice guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm glad you said <laughs> to take care yeah. of you. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that's that's being lost, uh, especially with my generation and later, is that mm-hmm. the perception of a stay-at-home mother and wife. You know, this thing that like you know, well, I, I need to have a career, blah blah blah, and I'll get to marriage. Or a lot of people who don't, mm-hmm. which I'm fine either way. I think people, things are moving so quickly with all this technology and the speed in which information is translated from person to person. And it's just, it can be frightening at times. It's very exciting. I mean, it's very useful. But a lot of times it's frightening because people aren't taking the time to just take a breath, work on self, <laughs> figure some things right. out, and actually try to figure out what you actually want. Oftentimes we're jumping into the thing and I mean, the way we live now is set up in such a way that I can try this. If I don't like it, I can get out of it. I can try this, you know, mm-hmm. if I don't like that, get out of it. I can okay, he didn't do this that day, so let's divorce and you know, we'll go on to the next husband and see if that works, you know. But putting the work in, the time in to really try to figure out self first, I think is a, is really important. You know, I, I did it kind of backwards myself, you know, I jumped into a bunch of things and then try to figure out, you know, who I was in the world. And a lot of times it was like, whoa, I'm definitely not this guy. Let's let's switch up. You know, I was just fortunate to do it before marriage and before I had other people that, you know, I had to care for. So, right. And then, you know, reconnected with my <laughs> high school sweetheart. <laughs> you know, that, oh. that just kind of, I don't know, I, I feel blessed to the extent where I feel almost guilty for it at times. Just like. All the things, mm. all the different branches that could have fallen off and led somewhere, you know, I, I ended up getting basically everything I want, wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really cool to hear. And I think a lot of people need to hear that, which is figure out what do you want. Do you want to be misses and children and do you want a career? You know, it's, I think that will help a lot of people out, especially with everything going on mm-hmm. today. Yes, yeah. So, Aunt Tina, same question. If you can go back to a place in time, where would you go and what would you say to younger younger you? <laughs> you know, I, I I was thinking about the question when you asked mom, why, why would I want? I think if I were to go back to a place that really, really, um, that brought me joy, it was when I married my husband, when I married Jeff. I don't know if that, it, it wasn't when I was little because it was so hard. And it wasn't when I was in my 20s or anything like that. I think I, I was happy. I was happy. I had a family. Uh, yeah, I think it would be that. It would be that. That would be. I'm, I'm thinking it wasn't when I was leaving my mom in Honduras because I left a piece of me. 
it wasn't when I was growing up in New York City because I couldn't find who Tina was. And I think I found me when I when I got married. Mm. Yeah, I found who I was. And uh and I became the person that I needed to be. I became the person that I needed to be. Uh, I was ready for the children. I was ready for, for, for the life that, that, that I had. So I was content. And, it, and, and I, when I think back, I, I don't think I would trade anything. I think that's my, my, my joyous time. Yes. And that's true success, success right there. I appreciate you ladies sharing those stories with me. Man. Yes. So I guess the next question, I'm going to do sort of a, a lazy segue. We already know the answer in Grana's immediate family. For you, Antina, which, mm -hmm. which, child, which one of my, my wonderful cousins is the most problematic? Who's the troublemaker in that group? <laughs> the most... <laughs> You know what? Each one of them have their own problems, mm -hmm. but the most problematic that gave me the most headaches or the most pain, I think it was my youngest, my 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 twenty year old. He's the one that made me cry. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we... Everybody else had their own thing, but he was the one that really made me cry. Mm. Yes. Man, I tell you what, because I I know we knuckleheads are, are good about that. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, yeah. you know, if they haven't already, I'm sure they just feel awful about it every time <laughs> they think about it. I have times where I think yeah. back on things today when I was younger and just like, oh, my goodness, what was he thinking? What was what was young <laughs> me thinking? <laughs> and Grandma, yours goes without saying, yeah. it has to be my father, correct? <laughs> <laughs> no, John, John was a sweet child growing up. Mm -hmm. Uh, and Jeff, he, the ones that gave me the problem were the younger, the two, <laughs> especially the number three son, Gerald. Mm. I can see that. He went, through, he went through a phase in his life where he was considered <laughs> that cat. He wanted to be a gangster. Oh. Wow, <laughs> but he stayed really? away from he yeah he stayed away from home. Mm. He did he never brought it to the house mm. what he was doing, out in the streets and all. And he, well he was living he when he was in college he went through a phase mm -hmm. in his life, and but he it hurt me to see him go through what he was going through. Yeah. And then he yeah. as I said he he never brought it home. He kept it out in the streets because he said that he was a Gales and he did not want us to be disappointed in him. Wow. And so when he was grown, per se, married the second time mm -hmm. and moved to uh, Georgia, mm -hmm. he told us his journey mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. And then I appreciate him for, you know, for keeping it away from the house. Absolutely. Because it could have been, I could have had different feelings about him. And, and even when he told me about his journey, I just said, oh, my goodness. Thank God that he 
he, the good Lord watched over him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you learn something new every day. Like, I could see uh-huh. that there was something about Uncle Gerald, Uncle Gerald that seemed, I don't know how to put it, uh, wisely rebellious. I don't know how to put that. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm at a loss for words of how to like really pin down what I would see anytime I was around him. I always felt this strange confidence and calm that also felt a little dangerous. So maybe maybe that's what I was kind of feeling, uh-huh. that streak. Yeah. I mean, he had a very yeah, cool he... demeanor about him, but you always got the feeling that, like, man, this, you better stay on this good side, mm-hmm. you know? And you didn't cross him. Right. You did not cross him. He didn't take no, he didn't take anything off of anybody. He told you what was on his mind. And he meant it. He, meant it. he was never. And he is very gonna, smart. He is very uh, knowledgeable. I'm going to smart kid. Phone and my phone is going to, I'm going to get a charge. Okay. Okay. Gonna... <laughs> he, he was very knowledgeable. And, uh, that that was Gerald. <laughs> when Jer- Jaron called me the night that morning, when uh, he said, "Grana, I found Dad in the middle of the floor," and I I, I, I gave him CPR until the, the EMT came, and I stayed on the phone with Jaron until they pronounced him dead, and that was hard. I didn't break down. But then I'm, I thought, I said, he suffered for so long that the good Lord just took him on. And then I, I, I was at peace with it because he wasn't suffering anymore. And I have my good days and my bad days, mostly in the morning. I still wake up at, at about 2.30 in the morning. And that's when he died. And I... Most mornings I'm awake at that time. And then I go back to sleep. But I've coped. I'm, I'm, I'm coping real well. That's good. It's good you have such a vast family network. You know, it, that lonely um, that lonely newborn to nine-year-old is so far in the past. You, know, you have so many different people you can reach out to and help hold you up for support. Um Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. I'm gonna try to change gears here because I don't want to get too sad. Oh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna go with Aunt Tina. Now she's back with us. Y'all charged up. Which one? Yeah, y'all snacking? I got it. Jealous over there. Who's snacking? <laughs> so Aunt Tina. Yes. You meet Uncle Gerald. Oh, sorry. You meet Uncle Jeff. Mm-hmm. Fall in love with him. It's that electricity. The first time he brings you to meet the family. Go. <laughs> you know, the first time, the first time that I met the family, I, I felt like I was at home. I, I remember meeting his, uh, his grandmother. The first time I came, his grandmother, we came to this house. And, um, she said, girl, do you sing? <laughs> that was, girl, do you sing? <laughs> I said, no, ma'am, I can't carry it too. 
Oh, okay. And she got on the piano, started playing the piano. I remember that like it was yesterday. Uh, that was, that was, uh, this was our first stop. And then Jeff um, uh, took me home and I met his mom and his dad. And I, I feel like I immediately had a connection with my mother-in-law. Mm. I, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I'm her daughter. I, let me put it that way. I don't care what nobody said. I'm her Absolutely. daughter. True. <laughs> you know, I don't care about nobody else. I don't care who's in the picture. I don't care who comes. I'm her daughter. And that's the connection that I got from her. And um, dad, that was dad. He he talked to me like I was his child. And um, I, I can't tell you that I saw a bad eye or a bad look or, or, or indifference. They embraced me. There was no, no funny looking, no judgment or anything like that. Yeah, that's what I. Think. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. See, if you believe the yep. that small percent in you know social media or you know the TV shows and commercials, the whole mother-in-law thing, you know, unfortunately, yep. uh, my wife's uh, my wife's mother passed. Well, before we got married, yeah. but um, I just yeah. know because I knew her before we, you know, we Asha and I came, went to the same church, her grandfather's church, yeah. actually. That's where we met. And mm-hmm. um, just knowing that lady, just a big ball of just joy and gentleness and kindness, yeah. and it was unlike anything, you know. But um, yeah, that, that's really good because I know if she would still be living, I don't think I would have. Uh, you know, a crazy mother-in-law relationship, you know, my mother's coming to town. Oh, I'm going out of town, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I, yeah. I love hearing those stories, you know. No, because, and there are some 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 people that go through those issues, and um, I, I can't identify because I haven't had that relationship. So a lot of times I tell them, talk to them, you know, because they ask those questions. Talk to your mother-in-law. But I, I, my relationship is, is unique and it's different. And I tell people, we had a connection. I think I'm the one, I'm the daughter that she, she, she couldn't have. Mm. So <laughs> I came along. <laughs> I'm nothing there. <laughs> You're the daughter from another mother. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and I love you dearly. Oh, Thank face. you, Mama. <laughs> okay, see, here's how you know my wife isn't in the room. This kills uh-huh. her, this right here. Because I have the computer to the right because I have to kind of, you know, juggle a few things at once. And the camera's right here in front yeah. of me. But, uh, like, I keep wanting to look over so I can see y'all's faces. And then I just hear her <laughs> voice in the back of my head, like, look at the camera. Oh. <laughs> so I still struggle with that. You know, I've probably done nearly 30 episodes total. And it's just like, ah, I'm still working on it. But, um. So okay. when you meet the brothers, the three brothers, which one uh-huh. are you just like, you, you are trouble? You know what? When I met the brothers, the one that I thought it was trouble, it was Gerald, it was James. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I thought it was trouble, it was James. That's the baby. Yeah, but you know what? They embrace me, and I have never heard or 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 they have never treated me bad or 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 different. Mm. I think today, if I need to go to one of my brothers, they be there for me. 
that's the kind of bond that I think I have with each one of them. Uh, Gerald, I talked to him several times. We, we, we will communicate, we will talk and, and, uh, we, I mean, they were my brothers. They, they, they look out for me. They look proud for me. And I don't think it's anything that I would need. If I call them, they won't come and and help and rescue. Mm. (laughs) So here's a question for you, Altina. Let's see. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to ruin this. Let's see. Como se dice, had to put in a headlock in Espanol. Como se dice que? How, oh, had to put them in a headlock in Espanol. Oh, ponerlo en un, um, embarse de mano. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I always imagine it like, you know, okay, not to compare it with prison, but those prison movies where it's like, the rule is when you first get locked up, you walk up to the biggest, baddest yeah. dude and just sock him. Let people know right away. <laughs> if I do that to this person, like you other, you know, everyone else, you know, I, I don't know why. I just imagine that. This little Aunt Tina mm-hmm. just going, let me see. Hi, my name is John Gills Jr. <laughs> Bow, right there. <laughs> just set the tone. <laughs> yes, man. Boy, I'll tell you what, girl. I was looking through some things and looking back at those pictures of SeaWorld and, you know, hanging out with my cousins. I just, yeah. I, ever, that, I mean, it doesn't even seem real, you know. You ever find yourself looking at the nostalgic, you know, pictures and all that stuff and getting transported back? Yes. Those were beautiful memories when we went to SeaWorld mm-hmm. that time. And uh, it was you and Jessica. Jaren. I believe Chad. Jaren. Was there was too. No, no. Uh-uh. it was his name was Drake. Oh, Drake. Mm-hmm. It was a little boy named Drake. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, so uh huh. Oh, that's my fault for thinking all he... light skinned people look the same. Uh huh. <laughs> no, that wasn't Chad. Uh, and uh, your sister. Right. Your oldest sister, uh huh, Jay Lee, uh huh, Jay Lee. She likes to be Jay Lee now. She likes to be all uh-huh. kinds of things. She, look, we joke. We have a, a joke between us, me, her, and pops, where I call Jay Leecia, uh John Junior Junior. I was like, I may look and sound like you, but that is your twin. Like it is so fun. See, sometimes, especially when they're separate. And you say something and they reply quick, you know, just quick witty. And it just sounds like it could have been the other one. You could have inserted either person and it would have been the exact same. And I just kind of like shake my head, like, oh my goodness, Lord. Like her inability to just be still. She's always on the go, always got this thing going and that thing going. And hands mm-hmm. and pies. Oh, that's John Jr. Yeah. yeah. Me, I, see, I already take a nap. Yeah, like, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but you know, I think back back when we went to SeaWorld that time, we had so much mm-hmm. fun. On the way there, we sang nursery rhymes and uh, played different games. And then when we would stop for a pit stop, mm-hmm. uh, Jaron at the time didn't know very many nursery yeah. rhymes. <laughs> so we'd go and I'd take him to the bathroom. He said, Grandma, uh, teach me... Uh, uh, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall, you know. So we would practice Give me on that. Give me the lines. 
and then we went to uh we finally made it to SeaWorld. We were gonna go the night before, but we went too late and we couldn't stay. And so wait Jessica was so upset. She was just a crying. She wanted to go to SeaWorld and then got her quiet down. Then you said, Nah, I'm mad. <laughs> well, I gotta follow the cousin. She's definitely the leader of that group. <laughs> I'm mad because I didn't get to go to SeaWorld. So we, we finally went the next day and you all had a good time. Your Uncle Jeff would disappear. Uh, I said, where you been, Jeff? Oh, I had to go get me a drink. <laughs> the kids were wearing him out. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. <laughs> so we, we had lots of good memories, lots of good memories. And I think about you as a little boy with Jessica. Oh. She started talking really, really early. And you were still kind of gibberish, mm. you know, even uh, she would say, Grandma, tell him to talk to me. <laughs> and then when you finally did uh, start talking, she would be the boss of you. Mm-hmm. And yep. He said, Grant, uh, Jessica, one of these times you're going to ask me for something and I'm going to tell you no. Here, girl, you all. <laughs> Oh, man. So, you know, little things like that. <laughs> Those are the memories that I have of yeah. you, you kids growing up. The first four of you. Yeah. You all were just, you were my babies. Yeah. <laughs> and I spoiled you yes, to death. Mm-hmm. So I tried to. You did. You did. There's, there's a picture out there where it's like, it's Jasmine, Jalicia, Jessica. And I'm, I guess I'm trying to broker some sort of peace agreement. Because I had this Batman toy that if you put it together, it made like a super gun or whatever. But you could break it apart <laughs> for, you know, different pieces. One piece was a binoculars, a baton. It's great. So, yeah, you did spoil pretty good there. Uh, but trying to, in the picture, it looks like Jalicia and Jessica squaring off. <laughs> so I'm, uh-huh. I've obviously broken the pieces apart and trying to like, hey, here, just look. You know, that picture... Says a lot. Well, it was funny. And then Jamie Lee was just enforcing. My goodness. Oh, yeah. yes. Don't you tell her I said that. She's still intimidating. <laughs> I don't know why you all would always be fighting and rolling in the floor. I never could understand that. <laughs> always losing for me. <laughs> yeah. That carried on with Jasmine, too. Jasmine became my uh, pseudo little brother. And it came to a mm-hmm. point, I want to say... Oh man, I had to have, I had to have been in either about to be in high school, you know, eighth, ninth grade, somewhere off in there, one of those summers. And um, I remember Jasmine picking me up off of my feet and slamming me on the bed. <laughs> so, and I haven't lost to her since because that's when it went to another gear. Like, okay, no, 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 wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh-uh. Okay, I, 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 I'm listening to you and I laugh because um, I remember uh, Jamari, he likes to play um, uh, the, the games, the computer games that they have now. Um, and I, I, I don't know what he was doing one day and I said, you know what? I like, I used to play Pac-Man. You know, that's my favorite game, Pac-Man. He said, well, he looked at me and he said, what is that, Granny? 
Said his name, you know. You know they, they did run for his run. You know, I, I just inserted mm-hmm. his name in, and um, and he's like, "I am." What are you talking about, Coach? I was like, "You know, from Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump." And he was like, "What?" It's like Forrest Gump. What? You don't know what Forrest Gump is? He's like, "Oh, is that that old movie from like the 1900s?" I was like, "No." Then I had to think about. It, I was like, "Technically, he's right. The 1900s." I was oh, I so old. I was like, "Oh man, oh uh, boy." Yep. yep, that is it. Yep. Well, ladies, I really appreciate y'all coming on. I'm gonna give y'all the final word here. Um, one thing that if you could tell, if you can get all the family to watch this, and they say, "If I don't, if you don't get anything out of this, here's one thing I want you to know." What do you have, Antina? One thing that I would for us to stay united. I miss our times together when we have gatherings. Not because of COVID, even prior to COVID. Everybody has gone their own different directions. You know, and um, to me, I think it was Jared that brought that to mind one day. He loved the idea when we sit to dinner on Sundays as a family. Uh, uh, and when we see each other, you know, to have that that bond to 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 fellowship with one another. I miss those times. I remember that that was the biggest thing. We'd be at Granite. It would be 30 of us. they come in and out, in and out of the door. I miss those times, Jeremy. I miss the times that we got a chance to be with one another, even if it's for a second we got to see. Some of these generations and some of these kids, we don't get to see them at all. They don't come by. They they forgot how to. <clears throat> and it's not because of COVID. This is this was co- coming prior to that. Prior to that. So, if anything, I would like those times back to come by the house, check on, not even just to just to say, hey, how you doing? Don't give me a text. Don't send me a text. <laughs> don't send me a, a emoji. Oh, no. I don't want to see an emoji. For my birthday, I really don't care for no emoji or text. I want a phone call. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> you know, I want to hear your voice. So that's the things that I miss. Everything is an emoji or a text or happy birthday. Mm-hmm. And I, I, they missing that connection. They missing that connection. And that's those are the times and, and the, the things that I miss the most. Wow, that's, that's good. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, you know, you think about uh, there's always been one house where everybody yeah. would go to, mm-hmm. and these kids of now, they don't they don't have one particular place to go mm-hmm. to 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 know, to know their cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I look at uh, the, the grandkids now; they they're so far away from each other yeah. that they really don't know each other yeah. like our boys 
Yes. Uh, new uh, sisters, my nieces and nephews, Lynn yeah. and Ricky. Uh, they they grew up as brothers and sisters, but mm-hmm. they don't have that kind of relationships no. now because there's no one house. Everybody's so busy going their different ways. Yeah, and as you say, they when they do get together, everybody's head stuck in a cell phone, mm-hmm. and they really don't have a conversation with each other anymore. No, <laughs> no. So it's I, not. Those 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 were good. Those were good days. Good yes. memories. We made memories. a lot of memories. Yes. In, in this old house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I miss those. I miss those times. Yeah. I miss those Same times. Here. Same here. Especially with the. Uh, I mean, you've met the girls. I think once, and maybe the boy. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like you may have. Did you get to meet JJ? I feel like he was there with us. The yeah. Side. So you haven't mm-hmm. met Jackson. Which is a different monster. Yeah, Jackson is the only one we haven't. I haven't met Jackson. No, I guess we haven't met Jackson. No, we haven't. Yeah. Yeah. No, Jackson. No, Jackson got here when when Jeremy and sent all his kids to to his mama. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the next thing I know, here come Jackson. Yes. (laughs) And I told him, I said, "Mm -hmm." mm-hmm. I knew that was gonna happen. So <laughs> premonition. We had we had a prayer board, uh, or we have a prayer board, and we, what we do is the the prayers on one side and prayers answered on on the other side. The board is divi- divided uh-huh. down the middle. And one of the things we did was, you know, of course I married into the girls, um, but we put you mm-hmm. know Jeremy Jr., Jackson Monroe, Angelica, right. <laughs> Because we were, she, we kind of played this like spades. I said, like, you know, I want to have. She's like, how many kids are we trying to have here? I was like, twelve. She was like, how about one? Oh. I was like, five. She was like, how about none? I was like, what was happening here? Uh, two possible? And she goes, deal. <laughs> so, so we put those three. We picked out names. We put the three on there, and uh, JJ came along. And of course, Grandma had her premonition when we shipped all the kids out for a whole summer. Which was fantastic. <laughs> uh, so it had too much, too much free too much time. Free time. Oh, like, it was so oh. quiet and clean. It's like it's a whole nother world. And so yes, Jackson came along, and then Asha made the joke. She's like, you know, we never took those other kids' names off the prayer board, and I literally hopped up immediately and took Angelica's name off. <laughs> Okay, Lord, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. I just okay. We're done. That's that's enough. Thank you. Blessings. That's enough. Yeah. Yeah. But I thank you, ladies, for joining me. I hope this was okay. Hope you had a good time. Next time we have to do some wings or wine. I'm hungry. I'm constantly hungry now on this diet. But yeah, next time we have to get a drink when I'm I'm allowed to have some. Okay. All right. Well, it was fun. Good. It was fun. Even though I rambled, because you know I, I I'm not really uh, a conversationist. Well, in this, I don't. In this I, business. I don't in care. This business that you're my favorite type of guest. Both of you. You're very lively. You seem very relaxed. Now you may not be on the inside, but you know you have great composure. Coach will be proud of you, right, Papa? Can you hear me over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you held your composure. No matter what was going on, didn't let the other guy see 
the fear or unease. But yeah, I, I really enjoy it. You know, anybody who's talkative, it gives me an opportunity to practice being a little quieter, which is a struggle for me. But um, you guys, you, you ladies did wonderful. All right. Thank you. No well, thank problem. You. And I hope you you won't be a stranger. No, no. I you know, I was telling Granada this. I'm, I'm trying to get better. You know, I've been saying forever to my mom, which oh my lord, my mom and Jalicia get on me. Uh, Jalicia.